But let's just say you were doing consulting and you were looking at their business. How would you help somebody, no matter what they're doing, increase their network and start taking on this, this Kevin philosophy of caring, curious, and giving? Value doesn't always mean I give you something of monetary value. It could be a phone call. It could be a note to let you know that I care. It can be so many different things. And when you take the time to get to know people and listen to what they're saying and what they're not saying, it's actually really easy to quote unquote provide value. I'm not saying that's the only way to get business uh, or that's the only way to do business. Uh, to me, that's just the obvious way. everybody welcome back to the average suck show michael burnoff here and i am super excited about today's show you being here and our guest this is somebody who's been a longtime friend and more importantly somebody on my team in life somebody i admire a lot of the actions this man takes because there's stuff that you could start using immediately no matter what your profession is kevin kaufman is way above and beyond a real estate agent way above a guy that runs a real estate company he is somebody that is literally redefining his industry and doing it in an incredible way what's more important about that is how he lives as a husband as a dad takes off an entire like summer, goes away, walks away from business, and still dominates as an investor, as an agent, as an entrepreneur. And more importantly, the tools that he brings to the table are stuff that no matter what industry you're in, you've got a chance to use in your life. So if you're an entrepreneur or even helping out at your kid's school, these are ideas on how you can live a more incredible life. So Kevin, I'm excited that you're here today. So you did take off like the summer, didn't you? I did, yeah. I, was, I actually took off, I, I started practicing in May. So I took May off, okay. but then my kids got out of school the very last week of May, and then I didn't go back to work until they went back to school a couple of weeks ago. Got it. So you like literally like disappear. Like what does taking off look like? Because I get people watching this right now like, like, okay, hold on a second. You mean took off. Are you, is it that you're independently wealthy? Is it that you don't have to think anymore about money? Or is it like you've set your life up that way? So there's a combination of all of those things, right? So uh, I'm not the, by far, I know people with way more money than I have. Yep. I'm also not hurting. Nobody would feel bad yep. for me, right? However, Got a new nice car in the parking lot. <laughs> I made a, uh, I made a decision. Actually, it was coming home from summer vacation probably mm, four years ago, three or four years ago. And uh, we just got done spending two weeks in San Diego on the beach. And it was a Monday and I was going back to work and I'm sitting in my daughter's room and I was saying to her, hey, you know, I love you. I, I got to go to the office today. And she didn't go back to school till the next day. So she's not comprehending why I, why I have to leave that day. Uh, in fact, I, I know for sure this was four years ago. So she said to me, what do you mean you have to go back to work? I said, I gotta go, I gotta go to work, I gotta make money. You know, we just spent two weeks in San Diego. I gotta pay for it. If we wanna keep doing stuff like that, like I gotta go make money. She said, dad, that's kinda dumb. You should be able to make money without going to work. And I said, you know what, baby? That's smarter than you even know. And uh, that day something clicked and I just decided if my, if my kids are not in school, I'm not at work. So from that day forward, if they're home, if they've got a day off, I'm not necessarily taking the full day off, but I'm not going to my office. But most of the time, like 75, 80% of the time, I'm flat out not working if they're off school that day. That's a 
really powerful way of looking at things. Dude, I got little kids. My girls are eight and 10 right now. So this was, you know, a few years ago. So they were four and six at the time. Yeah. They're only, it already feels like so long ago that they were four and six. And now they're about, they're going to be nine and 11 in a few months. And it's, you only get that once, as you know. Yep. Remember when Joel said to us at Genius, he'd say, uh, you get 17 summers or 18 summers, and yeah. then boom, they're gone. Yes. It, it's interesting. But Tara, my oldest, she likes to still hang out with us for the summer, but like, like she's already moved out. She's doing yeah. her thing. So I know. Got, I saw that she graduated. Uh, graduated. Like, she's like, got her own place. She's like, an what entrepreneur. do you mean she graduated? It's cool to like like say she's an entrepreneur, but we got to appreciate these young years yeah. and everything in life. So so here, here's the thing. A lot of people watching this right now would love to set up their lives differently. So you go about everything in such a unique way. I I want to get into a couple topics. I'm just going to put in your head. Okay. I want to talk about your your giving and your incredible, like, I'm, I don't know how you think of these gifts that I get delivered to me. And I'm telling you, like, we even started talking about houses the other day. Like, yeah. you are crushing it with gifts. Does that make sense? Which yeah. I love. Number two is these events that you're putting on uh, for the industry. Like, I've never heard of anyone that is so not scared of competition that you're willing to literally serve the entire world of your industry and like help them, which is like odd. And I want to talk about that because a lot of people are scared of competition and you embrace just being great, which is incredible. And the third thing is I just want to really go deep on, well, I'll cover that third conversation okay. a little bit, a little bit later. I, I'm gonna All right. Give them something to look forward to yeah. uh, as they're watching this right now. So, so let's, um, let's dig on this right now. Like, so you, you're, you're primarily, what would you call yourself? What, what exactly do you do? So if somebody asked me that I didn't know, if they said, hey, what do you do for yeah, a living? You meet a dude at Starbucks, you meet a guy, you're out and about, what do you do? I tell them I own a real estate business. Okay. Because... Is that boring to tell them? Yeah, because I'm almost afraid there's going to be another question behind it. Uh, because it's really hard to describe what I do. Am I a real estate agent? Yes. Do I behave like a regular real estate agent? No. I thought it behave. And so, I, you know, I really view my real estate license and business as something much different than 99% of all real estate agents. And so I don't like to put myself in that box because people go, what do you mean you're a real estate agent? You don't actually go out and list people's houses no. and help people buy houses. So that's hard. It's hard enough concept for real estate agents to understand much less the general public. And the fact that I spend most of my time and make more of my money from actually helping the industry and helping other agents build their business is a whole other level of complexity that most people just can't understand. So I typically say, hey, I own a real estate business. And the reality is, is that looks like a few different things. We sell real estate, yep. number number one. That's kind of like the core business. Yep. And then number two is, I would call it a recruiting business, but it's really just a community business of real estate agents, helping them, helping other real estate agents grow their sales business and beyond sales. That's really the core of what I do. And then I like to, and my business partner, I invest in real estate and businesses on, uh, in addition to that. So, okay, so and I, lo I love the, the terminology. I'm a big language guy, words and yeah. everything. You didn't say, um, I'm a realtor. You didn't say, I have a real estate company. I have a real estate business. Yes. And that's an interesting way of looking at it. So you do anything in all real estate. Mm -hmm. So if it was like, um, if it was somebody like, we might invest in a property today. We may be training the industry today. We may be running an event. And I definitely want to cover that later. Yes. About the event later this this year. And I'm super excited about being an honor Me to too. speak at that, which is really cool. Because uh, the next level is really, really what it's about. So, so walk me through this real quick. So like, I believe I would call you like a master networker. I even call you quite often. It's like, hey, how do you find these people? I'm a great networker, but you yep. know people, you're connected. How important is your network to you? And like, what do you do to like develop that out? Because there's your leads, there's your clients, there's your friends, your team. Like, 
how are you building that network? Because you just seem to know everyone anywhere in, I throw your name down, to anyone anywhere in the industry, and it's like they know who you are. If they know you, your number's in your phone, they've met you before, you were at that event, but you're also home with your kids, which yeah. is like, you're everywhere but nowhere. So I remember you and I talking about this maybe a year ago. Um, I was I was on my, uh, I was in my driveway, and you and I were on the phone. And was I, I in your driveway or uh, on your phone? I was in my driveway, okay. you were on my phone. Okay. And nice I, I said to you, I said, you know, I feel like we're finally starting to be rewarded for the compounding effect of being in our industry for, in my case, 15 or 16 years. You've been doing this a little bit longer than I've, than I've been in real estate. And so, first of all, there's a compound, compound effect, right? There's, people think of compound interest only with money, yep. but the reality is there's compound interest in, like, in our relationship yep. uh, and in business and in reputation, all sorts of things, right? And so I think I'm the beneficiary of uh, being boring for so long boring? and just sort of do hanging out. Okay, here go deep thing. on that. What do you mean boring? Like it's not really that exciting to get up and do the same sort of activities every day, but those over a long period of time compounded into massive results. And so because I've, number one, I've shown up as, first of all, was it? I was a top producer. Like I sell a lot of real estate. I don't sell the most real estate. And I didn't bring that up on the intro because I didn't want to go that direction. And people, think I don't identify. I don't. You know, I don't. And that's why I knew you. That. I knew you as like short sell time. You killed it. We killed it, and then we built an even bigger business after that. Yep. After we sort of shifted, yep. right? And so, number one, that allowed me to to be in rooms and get in relationships easier with people that maybe I wouldn't have been because I was really good at my core business. But the other thing that I don't know that I can take credit for because I think I was just sort of born with it is I have a natural curiosity about people. And so I always want to know about people, which makes it really easy to get to know people. Yeah. Because what's everyone's favorite subject? Themselves. Yeah. And so I'm genuinely, genuinely like interested in learning about your path and how you got from A to B and how you went from step one to step 10. So, so let's, let's, get, let's get less conceptual right now and let's really dig okay. in and put you on the spot, which yeah. I know you like being put on the spot. You're good at this. We are out to a dinner, not me and you. There's a person out to dinner with you. You have a, there's a, your wife's friend's husband and you really wanna to get to know that person. They seem like a good person, the energy, the vibe's good. Business owner, how do you connect with that person? I, I genuinely just start asking questions. G give me an example. So I might say, how long, how long have you been a plumber? Yep. Or how long have you owned the plumbing business? What did you do before that? Do you know that? they're a plumber? Do you ask them what they do or you already knew? It's probably come up at some point. Got if it. not, I'm looking for those things. Okay. Whether it's their their business or maybe it's even a hobby, right? Got it. But I'm, I'm already sort of, and I just tend to lock in on those things. So I'm be believing what you're saying and, and I'm hearing this is that you actually knew and cared in advance instead of like, what do you do? Yeah. Like, I believe you knew prior to getting there most of the time, correct? Most of the time I already know. Um, but I think it just comes because I, I don't ask because it's like manipulative. I need to know. I ask because I just want to know. Okay. And so that's why I say like part of this, I don't think I should really get credit for. I think it's just how I, how I came out of the box, right? Like okay. that from the factory, they delivered me yeah, this yeah. way. And so I'll just do things like that, whether it's about their business or a vocation or a hobby or something. And it usually I'll ask enough questions to satisfy my curiosity that brings people in. So you're just ultimately curious. Yeah, absolutely. So you're just interested in things. You're like your daughters, you're like curious. Yeah, I exactly. I'm like a little kid. I like, I wanna know how does it work? Partially because I wanna get to know you, but partially because I'm going, what can I learn from this guy? What can I learn from her? What can I learn from him that I could like 
cool, I can take this one little sliver and I can make my life better. So by walking in and telling them how great you are and how many houses you've sold and how big your team is, does that benefit you? No, I would never do that. In fact, I get... Because that's what most people do. So I, in fact, I get feedback from some of my friends who are definitely more well-known, if you will, than yeah. me, that tell me like, hey, you actually need to turn that up a little bit. Okay, because, a little more bragging? Yes, Okay. which I'm never going to do. Got it. So you go into relationships. So this is a big takeaway from, from everybody so far today, and pay, pay attention to this, everybody, is you're basically saying that you're curious so you can... Wow, okay, I'm really getting this. You gain something that you didn't know prior and they feel great. I think that's how it works. Okay. Yes. Because regard and the other thing that I've and I've just realized this like literally in the last six months, I've realized that I have a um I'm gonna forget the word for it, but I definitely sense what people are feeling. I can walk into a room. Intuitive. Uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're, she you're. she referred to me as a it starts with an E. Anyways, the point is, I can walk in. I know, like if I walk in, if room, it was Joe Rogan, I'd say, Jamie, can you get me what that is? Yeah, yeah. like empath. empath. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly. Corbin, can you get me that? Yes. Yes. Corbin's uh, our Jamie. So I I just realized this. I, did, I literally didn't know this until a few months ago, and so I can walk into a room, and if someone's upset or happy about something, I I know, and sometimes I'm wondering why everybody else doesn't know because it's so blatantly obvious. obvious to me and I'm like how the fuck do you not see sorry can I say that you here? Anything I'm like how do you not see that and then I re I just realized like because not everybody sees that and so again it's this I don't get that much credit I think I was born that way do you think not everyone sees it or some people ignore it yes I think the answer is yes to both okay That's not everyone sees it and some people do see it and ignore it so you walk in a room you could tell someone's either happy sad what's going on something you may not know exactly what it is but you know something's there yeah absolutely okay. I built my whole career off that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's, so you're willing to accept that part of you. I just, I like just, it, I just. It's new. It's a new toy. I just realized it, literally. Okay. And it was, I had this moment where I was like, oh my God. And then all these scenes in my life started like playing in my head of times where I was in a room and I was wondering why the hell you didn't know what Corbin was feeling, but I did. And why you said the thing that you, or whatever, is right? Is it a good question to wonder why I don't know? Or is it more beneficial to use the, like, does it matter that Corbin didn't know or no. that Shia didn't know or Chip didn't know? No, or it's, is it, I figured out that I just have to lean into it. Lean into it. Yeah. So you've been leaning into this lately. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's called caring. Yeah. Yes. And that's called, all it is to me is yeah. caring and being like, Caring about other people, that's all yeah. it is to me. Dude, we don't need to fix them all. Like, I'll sit next to someone on a plane, right. and I, for years, this is going to a really great place right now. I'll sit next to someone on a plane, and I already know. Like, I'm like, like sitting next to someone. I'm like, okay, that person's going through a divorce. Yeah. Like, I know it. I might know exactly what the person's name is, who the relationship, what happened. I could feel it. I could feel that somebody's child's an alcoholic. I can, yes. I can notice all of these subject matters. And what's interesting about it is I can then choose if I engage or not. So I believe there's an option. I, I, so have you seen a movie Unbreakable? Bruce Willis back in the day? Yes, but it's so been a while. It's interesting. We get the profession in life uh, that is there to serve us. So he's a security guard, yeah. but he's there to heal and save people. I believe you offer people an incredible way to live in a great life, and you, which is through the profession of having a real estate business, as well as offer people an incredible place to live. So you have to really care about them because you're, you're really helping them decide their future. Yeah. Their future of where their location of their existence is and what they're going to do with their time. So what's interesting in that is that we all have a superpower. And your superpower, you're, you're smiling right now. You've got yeah. a superpower. Your superpower is that you know how to selectively care. 
Yeah. And that leans into the gifting, that leans into the events and everything else. Amazing how great this is going to be. So yeah. I'm glad you're, you're owning that part of you. I, I teach people how to find that. And I've been trying to, as I've started to realize this, I've sort of like continued to ratchet it up. I'm going to give you an example. Um, Average Sucks came out. I yep. read it. Yep. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. My friends need this. I sent a cop. And when I was here picking it up, though, you and I were talking. And you said something to me about, effectively, it's one thing to send somebody a book. It's a different thing if you send them a note with the book and yep. tell them why it made you think about them. Yep. Or say something about this page or whatever and how, how you know. So I did that. I was like, he's right. So I sent out 100 copies of Average Sucks with personal notes. And I told every single person that I sent it to why I was sending it to them. And that took me a hell of a lot longer than it took me to send out the last time I sent somebody a book. Yes. But it was worth it. And then you've seen the last couple of books I've sent out. It's great. We, uh, the question we asked was, how could, how could I send this to somebody that if they received it, the book is, if I send you a book, it's because it's good. It's not, because, I'm not trying to sell the book. I already bought the book. It's good and I care yep. about you. But how could I make you feel so damn special that you feel connected to me in the moment that you open that, that box? That you're like, whoa. Because why would you send it otherwise? That, well, I think exactly. a lot of people listening, they're like, they're, otherwise oh, he's I'm trying just to, trying to sales, fix you. Or, or make a sales pitch. Or, yeah. or I want you to do something for me. Cialdini, reciprocity. No. Yeah. You're like, dude, I thought about you. I want you to have this book. And because I care about you, I'm going to make it even better. Yeah. Like the book is, it's already good. Otherwise I wouldn't have spent the money on it. Yep. But I need you to, ex I need you to feel your connection to me when you open that box. That's huge. So that way, you, maybe you'll actually be more open to it and this book can help you move forward. Yeah, so like that towel that you sent us um, a couple months back, mm -hmm. there was a towel, Maya loves it. I never love it. it goes everywhere with us. I mean, it goes on planes. It's That's like, awesome. it's great for, I mean, it goes everywhere. Yeah. It's like called the Kevin towel. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're like all throughout the house, but it, it's just this, I don't, I don't know. Was it a towel? What was it? Is it like a, dude, I don't know how to describe it. It's like this blanket that is perfect to bring on the airplane. It's great on the couch. It's like, it keeps you warm. It's like, I don't know if it's a towel or a blanket. The, whole, the whole point of it is whether a towel, a blanket, or even a candle. We use that too. It's just the point to like, Hey, I just want you to know I was thinking about you one day when you, when I sent that to you. That's all. It's just a, it's a little reminder that you're important to me. That's all it is. So you've built that into your business model. That's my entire business. It's almost all I care about now. Kind of like the way you talked to me that day about sending books. I had another friend to me say one time, um, he was laughing about something because I had I had gotten I put together a speaker for an event, yep. and he said to me, you know what? Some company needs to hire you and hand you an American Express black card and tell you who they want to be in relationship with. That's, that would be the smartest move for any company. And I went, that was the first time I realized like, oh yeah, I really am straight up just like relationship focused. Like that is what I do. I just build relationships and I look for ways to help your business, help your life. And then if that means that we end up doing business together, awesome. And if it doesn't, if you're a good person, that's all I really care about is helping you. I saw that right before the show. You were talking to Mike on our team. I had to like break up the conversation because yeah. you were interested in what he was yes. talking about. Yeah, we were talking about our kids and school yeah. and stuff like that. He's got kids that are just a little bit younger than mine. Yeah. So interesting. So 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 what's interesting about this is so do you teach this? I try to. When you say try to, what do you mean? Because I know the event's coming up and um, I still want to get on the gifting thing for a couple more seconds. But the event's coming up, next level agents live. Yeah. 
And you got a you got a community. How many agents are in the community? So we've got a community. So we've got sort of two different communities. We had a community within our company for, of about twenty one hundred people. Okay. Uh, twenty one hundred agents, and then we've got like a bigger. I call it non-denominational yep. community of about 27,000 okay. real estate agents around 000. the country. That's my favorite yeah. number, 27. It's a good number. Yeah. So 27,000, we can grow it though. So if anybody's yeah. an agent watching this, how do they find that community? Uh, face, go to Facebook and it's a group called Next Level Agents. Or okay. you could just go to nextlevelagents.com and it'll link you to the Facebook. What do they find in there? Um, con- you're really going to find other agents, other people going through the same thing that you're going through. And the reason I named it Next Level was because I don't care if you sell 10 houses a year and you want to go to 20, or if you sell 200 and you want to go to 500, I just want to be around people that want to go to their next level, whatever it is. What I don't care, I'm not going to judge you. If your next level is going from $50,000 a year in income to 100,000, I'm not going to judge you any different than the guy that wants to go from 500,000 to a million. Wow. It's, okay. the, it's, the, it's the movement towards growth that I want to go the industry because here's the thing people are like oh well the industry is going to change and AI and all that stuff but if you get all the agents together and we're all working together and growing together it doesn't go away no and people relationships is never going to leave this this part the on the ground that's that's the part that cannot be duplicated by technology no, no never not not a billion years and if we do it right the technology will just be a helper to us it'll just make our jobs easier so we could actually be like more human and more in connection with other people yes agreed Agreed a thousand yeah. percent. So, so okay, so your whole thing, and the reason I bring this up is, are you considering teaching how you do this to other people? Like, do you teach your team this? Are you, I are you gonna cover this uh, in the, at no, I definitely, Next Level Agent Live, are you gonna cover? I do I do speak about this often with my team. Okay. Um, and I'm also aware that some of what I do is so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Specialized? No, Specific. sort of natural and okay. not, not necessarily, I mean, it's on purpose, but it's also just very natural that some of it's a little harder to teach. So you've got, because not everyone is wired that way. So part of it is like, I've got to explain to them the benefits of it first. Got it. Why would you do this? And then it's like, okay, now I can sort of teach you the outline of it and sort of the steps in the process or even the mindset that I go through. But you got to actually want to do it and care about people if you want to be good at it. Got it. So if someone were to learn, it's through osmosis, basically. They have to get around you. There's a little bit of that, yeah. As they spend more time with you, it becomes more natural. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So the gifting thing. Okay. So like, do you like wake up in the morning? I know you tell, we did an interview in the past. I asked you a question. How do you come up with the gifts? And you told this ridiculous story. You're like, yeah, I wake up and I meditate in a room. And bottom line is you got companies that help you with this kind of stuff. What is your process? Because you even got me hooked. Like, I mean, even with this water, like you walk in, I just want to give you shit. Does that make sense? Like you walk near me, like I want to hand you things. Every time you're giving me things, I'm giving you things. I feel like we're always just handing each other. You give me a book. Yes. I recommend a book. Like you've created this whole culture with me. Like you showed up. I'm like what? What can I give him? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, I got this water. I'll give you the new um, TK's new water. I was say, shout uh, out to TK. T- TK, great, great stuff. I'll, I'll give you guys a link uh, for this. As well, as hydrogen water is pretty badass. But um, but literally, I'm sitting in my office. I'm like, Kevin's downstairs. I want to give you something. I always feel like I need to help you. Not. I don't know if you've set it up that way, but like you've wired my brain to be that way with you. Not with intention. I know. It's just. It's wonderful. It's a, it's a, such a healthy relationship. But I think about the way I got to know you, which is I didn't even know you. I just I heard you speak in 2007. Yep. I got licensed. I got my real estate license that a month. Kingdom Living event. Yes. Yep. And for me, you were. I was like, that's the NLP guy. 
I mean, even if I wanted to buy your course that day, I didn't have the money to buy your course that day, right? Yep. And so, but I was connected to you long before we actually really met and became friends. I was already connected to you somehow. And so I think that's just part of how it works. I don't know that you, can you force it? Like, could I make a target list of people to build a relationship with? Absolutely. I think it would work. I do think it would work to a degree. But I don't think you could force, say, like the friendship that you and I actually yeah. have. Yeah. I think that either that either happens or it doesn't. Agreed. But it doesn't happen without without one of us either trying, both of us trying, or uh, what's the word? Serendipity. Right. All right. Listen. Let me take this opportunity right now. Congratulate you for living a life that screams average sucks. How do I know that? You're listening to this right now, and I can guarantee you're a person that wants more in life. So one, congratulations, and two. I bet you're looking for a shortcut. How do I get there quicker? How do I make this stick more? And since 2008, the fastest way that we've showed people how to become a person that lives a life that screams average sucks, and on top of that, become a person of influence and get what they want in this world is our core live event. We've got one coming up very soon. The website is simple, michaelburnoff.com forward slash core live. All the information, all the videos, and everything is there to find out more and also an incredible early bird special to give you a big old discount. Again, michaelburnoff.com forward slash core live, and I'm excited to see you there. So, so let me ask you this. Uh, you got this event coming up. I'm yep. excited to speak at. You got great speakers coming, uh, great training. It's for the industry. For people watching this right now, and yeah, that have are in an industry or own, they can own an auto shop, they can own a hair salon. They got the ability to do this as well. And our friend, even Greg, does this stuff out in um, out in um, Havasu. And yeah. so I see, and he's got a similar. That's why you guys are friends. You're yeah. similar uh, with this as well. What is your thinking about competition? Like, what is your like real belief? Not like some meme you read, not something you, some leadership thing. Like, what do you feel? Because there's 80 billion agencies out there. I'm not denying or fooling myself that there isn't competition. Mm -hmm. I just don't view competition as competition. What do you view it as? I view it as somebody else who's doing the same thing I'm doing that's maybe a, they might have a similar goal. That's, that's all I view it as. And I view it as somebody I can learn from. That's that's how I view competition, quote unquote competition. So you invite other agencies like that are doing what you're doing yes. to come to a place where you're going to be, and you and your friends are going to cover with them what you do to win. Yeah, you're giving away your secret sauce to everyone. Yeah, because I don't believe there's anything as a secret. I don't think there's anything new under the sun, right? I just think there's maybe different ways of explaining it and expressing it and sharing it and. I firmly believe, for example, when I teach, I'm usually the one that benefits the most from it because it forces me to think about what I'm going to talk about. What kind of stuff do you teach? Uh, say, you know, I just did one on creative finance for real estate tra yeah. uh, investments. I just yeah. did that one uh, last Give, give last us the cliff week. notes because people might need that right now. It was basically not using a bank to buy, to buy more real estate. So How do we do that? The last rental property that my business partner and I just bought, we did what we call, it's called seller financing. The owner of the property happened to own it free and clear, so no mortgage, and he wanted a certain dollar amount. We said, we'll give that to you if you will be the bank for the first five years at a minimum okay. at this interest rate. And he said, absolutely, I will do that because it puts more money in his pocket, not only from the purchase price, but because the interest accruing on the money and it saves me money because it's less of an interest rate yep. than I would pay the bank. Yep. And by the way, I don't have to deal with the bank. I don't know if you've dealt with the bank recently. It's kind of a pain. That much paperwork. Yes, 
so this closing, easiest deal I've done in my life. Did you ever get with an attorney or? Nah, well, it's funny enough, who, who the seller was an attorney. So, so, he, drew, he, drew so he drew it up. Very but good. the closing document package was this big instead of that big. No kidding. It took five minutes, less than five minutes to sign closing documents. Easiest closing I've ever had in my life. So it didn't matter, credit score didn't matter anything. No, there's, yeah, no. Just walked in, trust each other, figure yeah, it out, said, personal here, guarantee. Yeah, here's what up. I'm willing to put down. Yeah, and so we're into it. Like, it's not like I was trying to rip, we weren't trying to rip the guy off. It, it, was, a, it was a good deal for him, it was a good deal for us. And, but most real estate agents can't think outside of the quote unquote box, right? We used to, uh, we used to teach something when I was trying to explain short sales to agents back in the day called the Outback. <clears throat> literally named after like the outback in australia which is the steakhouse. no one's around so whatever two people can agree to you can do yep that's all creative finances or creative real estate is it's all it's just you and i can agree to something right if you want to sell your house to me and we decide let's say you got a great interest rate yep and let's say you got a 2.5 percent interest rate and if i go get a new mortgage for your house, it's I'm gonna be paying like six and a half or seven. Yeah. So I could say, hey Mike, tell you what, I'll give you this much, you know, however much dollars to cost. Let's say it's worth two million dollars. I'm gonna give you two million dollars. And I'm gonna give you this much money today, my down payment. But I'm not gonna give you all the money at once, just the down payment right now. And then I will pay your mortgage off for you, and I will keep paying you X amount at say four percent interest. So I've now just created an income stream for you for a long period of time, whatever that time period is that we agree to. And you take the house off their hands. Yeah. We both win. You get what you want, I get what I want, and we don't have to involve a bank. So you're teaching agents how to think differently. <clears throat> yes. Okay, I, I remember we, we did a secret meeting in 2020. Yes. We all got together and we we just met. We're like, we're, we couldn't stay home. We're like, we're just gonna this meet. This is boring. This is yeah. boring, we all got together, we talked about it. And I believe one of the biggest statements I said, and, and you really bought into this was, I said, the biggest problem with real estate agents is they think like real estate agents yeah. and they don't think like business owners. Yes. And they only think about the transaction. They think about just real estate. They think their profession is their profession. When they need to think like a business owner, which means that a business owner is, how do I grow my business? How do I grow my clients? How do I grow my lead list? Not how do I sell a house? How do I recruit an agent? There's way more to it than that. How do I give a great quality of life? The, the problem with real estate agents and salespeople uh, is that they? if you don't treat it like a business, then that means you're gonna treat them like transactions. Yep. And they're not transactions, they're human beings. They might be doing a transaction with you, but that's another human being on the other side. And it's really hard to see somebody as more than a transaction if that's the way you're behaving. Got it, and that's what most people do. That's, that's also, actually, that's, that's top down. Yeah. That's top down, it's not a culture you wanna really be in either. Everyone's like, it's a numbers, No, metrics. everyone feels gross. Yeah. I've seen that you before. You feel gross like, afterwards. People ask me like, hey, we did an event, how'd you do? I'm like, I did good. Yeah. I never give like, oh, I did like 39 yeah. metrics. These people talk like how many buying units. I, as soon as people talk that way, I walk away. Yeah, because it's like, now if you and I are having a conversation, we're talking about how is business going and yep. like that's different, right? But how good did you do based on, it's so weird to me. Like in real estate, everybody wants to talk about how many houses you sold, yep. like so we, we call those units, yep. uh, or the volume, which is the, yep. the total dollar amount of all those houses, yep. or GCI, gross commission income, yep. top line revenue, right? And it's like, yeah, those are all things, they kind of matter when evaluating a business, but like, why is that what we talk about? That's sort of weird that that's what we talk about. If we really wanted to talk about business, we should actually talk about our net profit, and we should talk about other things, right? So, but we use these vanity metrics that look good because they're they inflated. Good. Yeah, they feel good. 
right? And it's to me, it's just kind of a weird backwards thing. Got it. So they're doing it correctly. So let's just say like an agent's watching this or a business owner's watching this. And I know you don't do consulting. Do you do consulting? I try not to. Okay, but if you yeah. had to, you would, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's just say you were doing consulting and you were looking at their business. How would you help somebody, no matter what they're doing, increase their network and start taking on this this Kevin philosophy of caring, curious, and giving? Like, I just, it's like uh, Corbin, for an example. Corbin's got a video production company. What, 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 what does he do? First of all, I want to know, like, who, do you, who does he know? Like, yep. you know, firstly, somebody gets the same way as if they were getting into real estate. I'd be like, great. How, how big is your sphere of influence? My what? Ask that question again. How big is your sphere of influence? That is a very interesting question. Not to cut you off, but that, like, when you ask someone that question and they really write it out and they'll realize, let's say it's like um, about this big, right? And the question is, do you want to grow that? Yeah. Well, and they'll say like, oh, I don't know anybody. And I'm like, well, there's 1,800 contacts in your phone book, on your phone, on that app. Okay. So you don't know anybody? You don't have a sphere of influence? So what's your definition of sphere of influence? Because I think a lot of people, like so they'll, they'll, say, they'll say like, uh, dude, people like can like get them to do things. Like, no, here's my, here's how I defined it for myself personally. If they called me, I would take their call or they would take my call. I don't necessarily love talking on the phone. So that's a big one for me. Yep. If we saw each other in the grocery store or something, we would say hi to each other. They wouldn't run from me. I wouldn't run from them. Even if you didn't know their name and you saw them out of the Yeah. Bar. Like, Hey God, I know you from somewhere, but realistically that's my qualification. So then I better actually know their name and then I need their phone number, email address, home address. Got it. Otherwise so, they're not on my sphere of influence. 1800 people in your phone. Correct. Let's just use that as a number. Yeah. What percentage do you think people have that is actually that sphere of influence? Get people like a realistic thing. Less than 5%. Okay. Very good. So like, let's just say, uh, 50, yeah. 50 to a hundred people. Okay. Okay, good. So that's the average person. The average yeah. person is by 20. Okay. So now you've asked the question, who's your sphere of influence? This is, this is really good. Yeah. So this could be a new topic. We talk about it uh, next, next level life. Yeah. Next level agents. So, um, what, so what happens is you've got a sphere of influence about this big. What do we do now? So first thing is you complete it. So literally start with the names and then go phone number, email address, physical address, spouse okay. kind of is included in the name. Social media account. Social media. Okay. If I can fill those in, now I really have a sphere of influence, right? Now it's just about, first of all, I need to be able to add to that, right? I'm not going to say I need to add X number of people per week because then it gets a little robotic yep. and less relationship. But you, that should always be growing. If you're in business, like that should always be growing, especially. But then the other thing is how can I add value to these people? And by the way, value doesn't always mean I give you something of monetary value. It could be a phone call. It could be a note to let you know that I care. It could be a pop by to say, Hey, it could be a cup of coffee. Like it can be so many different things. And when you take the time to get to know people and listen to what they're saying and what they're not saying, it's actually really easy to quote unquote provide value. People, people say the words provide value. And then people are like, well, I don't know what you mean. What's providing value. Like, I, I don't know how to d define it, but I know it when I see it. That's unfortunately value is one of those things, right? Because value to you is different than value to me. And so 
that means I actually have to know you well enough to know what might help you one day. So you're you're going into this to saying, okay, this person, this is just common sense, but not very common to many people. Uh, but how many business yeah. owners do you know that do this? None, none. Eight, 12, 15, 20. Right, not, thousands, not enough. Thousands I know. So you're saying, locate, first off, except you have a circle of influence. Yeah. Step two, ask yourself, do you want to complete it? And then eventually step three, grow it, correct? Mm -hmm. Do not figure out what the value is until you understand who the person is or even get into sales pitch. Yeah. We are not selling anything to anybody immediately, correct? Correct. Got it. So this is all like the old Amway, make your list of 100 people. That's, that is the, I have a sphere. Yes. But that's now, hi, how are you? I want to show my new opportunity with you. The problem is we have now. So gross. It, it, it doesn't work right. Now, granted, it's better than nothing. I recommend it. Yep. If you're if you're brand new, you got to start somewhere, correct? Yeah. But it's not, we didn't connect yet. Yeah. So we got to find a need. Yep. Very good. And the only way and you I find a need sales. is. I believe that there's a benefit to the list of 100. The only way you find the need is you pay attention to them. They actually now have to become your favorite subject, not you. So you have a sphere of influence of people that you would like to. So just because you have it, does it mean it's activated? No. Okay. Yeah, those are definitely different things. Okay. So we're activating lists. So basically, take Corbin for an example. We make a list of the people. We start filling it in, name, address, phone number. We really have it. Taking the time to do it. If you do not take the time to do it, that is it. You're just it, you're you're not taking advantage of really good interest. Yeah. Most people will not do it because they want to be distracted with complication in their life to avoid doing the things that matter. So that's the most important thing for all business owners. I think all business owners. No matter, dude, if I opened a restaurant tomorrow, that would be my first strategy. If I opened a grocery store or some sort of retail front or even an online store, it doesn't matter. That Email, would be my mail. Why would you not want to talk to the people that already like you, trust you? Like, why would you? Why would they not be your first phone call to let them know that why, you were doing something? Why do you think that is? I have my reasons. You go first. Let's a rock paper scissors. Who goes first? I mean, it's like, uh, what, what do you think the reason is? Oh. What do I think the reason yeah. is? I think people create a lot of different reasons. Mostly is because if they make it complicated, they don't actually have to take action. Got it. And I think that people are embarrassed that the last thing they did didn't, didn't, work. didn't work out. And they have to now, like, uh, let's, just, let's say Corbin is a plumber and now he's a video video guy. And even though he thinks it's cool being a video guy, he's been saying the plumber was the greatest thing in the world. Last thing didn't work out for them. Yeah. So it's embarrassing to now come with this new thing. Or what if they don't like me? Or... Maybe he doesn't actually like video as much as he thinks he does because he's not yep. willing to get over that part. Yep. So there's, there's, I mean, there's all these things, but my whole point is, is we should probably start with the people that like us first and then grow that list. I'm not saying that's the only way to get business uh, or that's the only way to do business. Uh, to me, that's just the obvious way. Well, the interesting thing about it, I've heard about making a list of 100, I've heard all that, but what I, what, what I missed on all of this was the filling it in and completing it and then activating, continually growing it. It's like the McKay 66. Have you ever seen that? No, go Harvey McKay. So he had this thing called the McKay 66, which is where he knew. So the best way to learn how to get to know people is from marketers. And so he had this thing called the McKay 66, which is like, this is their political affiliation. This is their spouse's information. This is where they met their spouse. Like, it's literally 66 things. It's so in-depth. It's crazy. To think that you could fill that out on any one person... However, if you just took that viewpoint, you wouldn't, you couldn't help but to really understand where that other person is coming you could from. Really help them. Yes, you would know how to help them. Most importantly, 
So if there, if I would say there's a strategy that you have for businesses, you truly believe in timing, meaning that you want to catch the right person at the right time. Yeah. So keep the relationship going long enough so the timing fits. Because I've heard so many times you can you can control price, you can control at some level. Yeah. You can control interest rate at some level. You can change the name of it. You can switch the color of it. But the only thing you can't control is timing. Yeah. So, but if you stay with people in your life long enough, eventually in a lifespan, the timing they're eventually going to do something with you. It'll line up. So you're playing the long game. Yeah. It's absolutely a long game. So it's the whole business model. Yeah. That's everything you're doing. Yep. There's no more complication than that. No, why? So somebody's watching this right now. Goes, oh, okay, whatever. I tried that, but I need to like sell something by tomorrow. Yeah. So you're going to have to do things besides that, right? So new, let's say a new real estate agent joins my, my sales team. They're, we're still starting with the sphere. Okay. That's where we start. Nothing else matters till we do that. And if you do that, cool. By the way, probably almost all real estate agents in their first 12 months, they're going to do a couple transactions from their sphere. Yep. In fact, the whole brokerage industry is built on someone's going to get a license, do two or three deals from people they already know yep. before they get out of the industry and yes. realize they got to go back to whatever they did before. Yep. So those are some easy deals, but timing is going to have to line up. It might take 30 days or it might take nine months, but it's going to happen, right? Then it's like, cool. So what are the things we can do to go meet more people right now? That's where you look at prospecting based open houses or getting on the phone and calling for sale by owners or canceled and expired listings, things like that. Like that's, so you've got to have some active, you got to, you, you can look for some quote unquote right now business. But the thing about right now business is you're playing such a low percentage game. Like let's say you've got, I'll put it to you this way. So Dean Jackson, our, our yep. mutual friend would call the sphere of influence thing. He'd call that return on relationship. If you had 150 people, in your, in your sphere of influence and you treated them right, that's good for about 30 home sales a year, almost sure. without exception, if you do it right. Now, if you wanna do another 30 sales, you gotta to talk to a whole lot more than 150 people, like way more than 150 people. So percentage wise, you just gotta work harder, meaning do more of the activities. Yeah. The sphere is always gonna treat you better in the long run, but to your point, you may not be able to do a transaction for the first few months. Got it. So the so the person watching this right now that's like, okay, I got it. Would you even think that they're even serious about their business if they don't do the the sphere? I would say no, but I also think that might be unfair because I think some people just don't think that. Okay. How? Because I know successful people that don't care about their sphere, but they're they're in transaction mode all the time, and that just doesn't seem like a good place to be. Got it. Okay, so so let me ask you. So you, we work on this. We're all excited. We we fire ourselves up. We do our list of a hundred. We make for, forget the list of hundred. I hate that. I hate that term. Your sphere. Yeah. Your influence. Influence sphere. I do the influence sphere, and then my question is: Is that the indicator light? Whether they, if they do that or not, whether you work with them or yes. Okay. Yeah. There's no step two if you can't do that. Okay. Because that's you, not even sales. If you're not that's we, pen and paper, that's Excel spreadsheet, that's that's doing a numbers on a Mac. If you're not willing to do that, that tells me you're expecting business to fall out of the sky and land in okay. your lap. And that's just not how my world works. Okay, or anybody's world works. Yeah. I mean, I, I every once in a while somebody's gonna stumble across like somebody wanting something, but that was based on But it's usually because they're doing they're they're usually a really active person actually doing the right thing. And people. so it feels like dumb luck. Okay. Got it. So the event you're putting on. Yes. Okay. And Next Level Agent Live. Yes. And have you done this one before? Yeah. So in 2018 and 2019, we did the first couple events. So 
this whole Facebook group started back in end of 2017. Uh, so it's about six it's years ago now. Yeah, it's a community. So I told you the whole purpose was just to share ideas, regardless of what brokerage you're at, regardless of what your business model was. There's a lot of different ways to be successful. Let's just share ideas. So then that turned into, let's do a live event and see, and the community just embraced it. So we went to Las Vegas, put on a one day event, probably had 250 people there. And it was awesome, man. Some of the best speakers in the in our industry just showed up, giving of their time, giving of their tactics, just willing to share what works for them. All different companies. Yeah, all different companies. Okay. So we ran it back in 2019, and the difference was we went to two days instead of one. And you know, we had like 450 people at that event. Where was that at, Vegas? That was also Vegas. Yeah. And then we started planning our third event uh, in Scottsdale instead of Vegas. And I don't know if you remember April of 2020, but some weird stuff happened. Weird, yeah. And so we ended up canceling that. The year that didn't work out the way we expected. Yeah, no kidding. That's an understatement. And so we uh, we had to cancel that event, unfortunately. We were we were on track for about six 700 attendees. Incredible. And, uh, but we had to cancel that in March of 2020, unfortunately. That was the last one? Yeah, so we haven't done one since. And uh, we just decided, uh, you know what, it's just been too long, we haven't done this event. There's a lot of events out there. Some are good, a lot of them are mediocre. And um, I'm really passionate about, number one, I like to be the host of the party. I wanna host the stage, I wanna host the party. I wanna give the people that don't necessarily always get the stage, but deserve it, a chance to be on stage and to talk. And I also want to use it to introduce my friends. So the whole purpose of like having you speak is because I firmly believe our industry needs to learn from you. They, they, they need to learn what you have. To have you, do you remember that, spe- that speech you, get, you mentioned like Havasi earlier? Remember that yeah. speech that you gave there? Yeah. My entire industry needs to hear that over and over and over and over again. Yeah. We all need to hear that. And we need to be exposed to different ways of thinking that aren't just what our real estate companies, our real estate brokerages tell us we should be learning. And so I like to curate the content and bring in speakers and and bring in experiences for people to learn from. And I think that makes my industry better. And because of that, I'm gonna benefit because my industry gets better. Yes, if the industry gets better, the industry works better. And yeah. if we support the industry, you can't spend our whole life giving everything to everybody at all times. No. But a piece of what you do is about serving and giving back. Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate in the sense that Listen, I could either charge a lot of money for the event and make money that way. I don't like doing that. Or I can do something like this where I know it's going to continue to build relationship capital for me. And it's going to benefit me one way or the other in the long run. So I'm not necessarily worried about dollars in versus dollars out today. Because I know long run, it all evens out. And luckily, I've built a a business up well enough over the years to where I don't need to worry about next month's commission checks, right? I'm not, I don't need to worry about this event making X amount of profit. I'm not worried about that. We're not, you know. It's not gonna change your life. No, yeah, nothing's gonna change my life there, yeah. one way or the other. So what should somebody expect that's coming out to the event? I think they should be expect to be challenged mentally. So on their belief system, I think they should, ex- they're gonna expect to be inspired because from for like real estate, our industry, it's it's the toughest time we've had since basically since since I met you, since the the downturn in 0708. Is it tough or different? It's it's different, but it's the toughest it's actually been. Okay, because no how the houses are harder to find. No one wants um, to sell their house. People don't want to sell their houses because yeah. they want, and then the interest rate is where yeah. it's it's 
it's the we got to get it's forcing us to grow. Yes. Like we're going to have to get freaking creative. This is like this is 2020 when I have 500 people coming to an event and I don't know what to do. We invented our team invented the screens at home. Like we beat everybody to yes. that. Like we were I go Corbin and Chip, we got two projectors, put them up. We're going to go do like an at-home Zoom. Like we had it like we we're like I mean, what do yeah. we do? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's where you we're were at. You were basically there. That's where we're at because we have to we have to find different ways to do deals and be and they don't just happen in in like thirty days. Like I meet you and then you turn into a closing. No. That's not the way it works right now. Uh, and so you're gonna learn how to number one how to mentally overcome how to mentally overcome that. We'll, we'll learn how to tactically overcome it. We're gonna spend a little bit of time on making sure that you're energy wise, you're like you're good healthy wise. Yep. And that you're good financially making good long-term decisions, yep. not just next month decisions. Great. So how do people find out about the event? Uh, NLALive.com. NLA. NLA. We'll put so that, uh, put that on the, the thing. NextLevelAgentsLive.com. Okay. That's all they got to do. What's that cost? Uh, it's $400. $400. Okay. Yep. What does an actual, what does an agent get if they get one transaction this year? Well, you're talking about on average ten dollars to $12,000. Okay, so if they get one extra deal make one friend, someone holds them accountable. What cra mm. crazy thing happened. I, I tell people like when they go to an event, you could put earplugs in, not pay it blindfold on, mm -hmm. not pay attention to anything or watch anything. But the fact that you left your office that day, you will have new ideas. Absolutely. And then the other thing is with something I've always taken advantage of. If I go somewhere to go to an event, I'm going to meet somebody and I'm either sending them a referral or they're sending me one. Yep. One introduction is all it takes. Yep. One idea, or like you said, just the fact that you leave. Sometimes my business partner friend and I will joke, like, we'll just get on the airplane and we've already got the idea before we've left the Arizona's airspace. Yep. And it's like, this trip was already worth it. I meet people, it's interesting, because I, I, I believe that 20, I'll talk about this for a second, 2020 kind of screwed us up a little bit. Made us, I, there was a moment where I gotta stop talking to people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was out, I never stopped doing stuff. Yes. Like, I literally was running events, I was doing things around people, but I started like, saying no to things like where to go where to travel because it's annoying all the masks and all that crap like you know what i'm saying oh yeah it was it was annoying the extra what, no matter what side of the fence you're the on extra that, effort yeah. it was extra effort you know what i'm saying it was annoying so i started saying no to that stuff and i believe we have this like natural tendency for oxytocin to be around each other and to connect yes. and i think there's like this urge right now for people to want to be with each other oh, for sure so do you have to force yourself to like leave the house and go to these things that like you got your kids daddy daddy you want to your girls like you play with me i know you gotta like get on the plane tickets are not as cheap as they used to be anymore um how do you get through that because i know as soon as i get picked up by my black car guy hanny when he picks me up at the house something in my phone, I'll get a message from somebody. By the time I check in at the airport, I've already met somebody within three minutes. I'm in the lounge. I ran into my buddy Jeff Hayes, was in the lounge once yeah. next to me. Like, my flight switched. Like, I literally will run into people all day long. Like, I'll sit next to an incredible speaker, a magician. I, I can't even get where I'm going without meeting six people I can do business with. Yeah. Um, I bring two books with me always, and I hand I, out. I occasionally have to talk myself into, I'm, I'm usually I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And occasionally, I'm like, I just don't want to leave my family. But I just remind myself of what you just said. Basically, is like, hey, there's a benefit for this. I'm going to go do it. And even if I don't want to go, yep. same thing. The minute I get to the airport or I get on the airplane or I get in the car, I'm like, Okay, let's do this. Why is, why I'm ready. That is like I, I. I mean, like I could make up a story. I mean, I, I truly believe like that's where the world works. I am not. I literally will go to somewhere. We had this crazy experience uh, when Tanner and I and Mike uh, went to. We were in Florida, and 
I was talking about this guy. I go, Mike, you need to meet my buddy. This guy's got sauce of product. He's incredible. Helps out with guys with the stuff, with health. You got to meet Cliff. You just got to meet him, right? I only met Cliff twice. We went to the fights here in town. Great guy through my friend Evan. He's like, yeah, I want to meet him. We're in Tampa. He lives in Fort Lauderdale. His wife is on our flight in Tampa. Of course. Flying back. And then Tanner runs into his kindergarten teacher there in the airport. So, like, I just believe, like, when oh, you're... Yeah. In a new environment, we seek ways to be safe and get what we need. So it's actually like, a, it's a weird attraction thing. You have the same experience? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Of course you saw somebody. Of course you did. You're Because you're open to it. Yeah. You're, you're open to it and you actually did get out of your your normal everyday routine. Like stuff. A routine is a death trap for our business. Things like that are out there every day. You just like actually have to have your eyes open for it or be willing be willing to experience to it. agree that it, it works that stuff happens constantly so it's a balance between monotony of the sphere building because that's monotony yeah and the randomness of trusting the process that you need both because if you don't do the monotony you're never gonna get anywhere yeah you have to have that like systems gotta put get in the place, work done gotta get the work done but then it's also like dude i'm just gonna go somewhere today like i walk up to the smoothie shop around the corner i'll yeah. run into i ran into a guy that you gave him a book yeah you gave a guy a book and i run into him one of your agents or an agent that you've worked yeah. with you, oh, you're Michael Burnoff. Um, th- just the other day, yeah. I, I, I messaged you. I get a call from my daughter's dressmaker for skating. He says, oh, there's a new house that you may be interested in. It wasn't right. I pull up, and the guy goes, Michael Burnoff. How do you go? Do we know each other? And I go, like, do I know this guy? He's like, I read your book. I haven't met uh, before, but I'm friends with Kevin Kaufman. He sent me a copy of your book. And I know we're in Arizona. I know I know this guy. Yeah. But that's. But dude, there's 80,000 real estate agents in Arizona. But I, I, I go to random But house. you met that guy. Yeah, and they love you, and they're going to be at the event. That that stuff happens constantly, constantly. So how do we get people to to, to do that? What, what are the you got to get out of your routine? Yeah. So, so you have a routine, and then you got to get out of your routine. Yep. And then you got to come back to your routine. You got to love your routine, but leave your routine. Yes. Like everything else in life, there's nuance, or as one of my friends John says, duality. Like there's, there's sounds fancier. Yeah, duality is definitely a fancier word. I like the word nuance. It's kind of like there's not, you know. Uh, not everything is all this or all that. Like there's actually, there's nuance to everything in life. And so to your point, you got to have a routine and you got to get out of your routine. You can't always be in your routine, but you need to be in your routine enough to actually build something worth having. There's, that's the duality. That's the nuance to it. Yeah. So if there's an agent out there and they're struggling or even a business owner or anybody that's just wants to do better in the world, do you connect with them? I yeah I do quite often. Usually that is through our Facebook group, Next Level Agents, or okay. maybe my podcast, the Next okay. Level Agent podcast, um, or at in-person events. Like that's why we put on these events because I want them to come to NLA Live in December and go, "Hey, what? It, I'm open. What am I going to learn here today?" And then be open to learning something, whether that they get something from me directly because we talk, or they hear you speak. Or they hear, um, you know, my buddy Dustin talk. What doesn't matter. They're going to get something from someone if they're open. But they got to be open. Got it. So you're looking for open-minded people to connect that want to grow. Yeah. If you're not open-minded, definitely don't show up. Because you'll you'll hate it. Because it's just a bunch of open-minded people that want to get better. (laughs) I'm going to do the best pitch I've ever heard in my life. If you're not open-minded, don't come because... You'll hate it. You'll hate it because people are open-minded. Like, if you're really negative and a pissed-off person, don't show up because if everyone will be positive, you won't be with your people. Yeah, you'll, you'll so definitely So it's a group of winners. Like, yes. Or people on their way to win. Yeah. Actually, if you're on your way to winning, you're winning. You're already winning. Yeah. You're already winning. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't define next level any specific way 
because we should all have our own next level because what's important to me should be different than what's important to you. So let me They ask- might be the same or there could be some crossover, but if it was exactly the same, wouldn't that be boring as hell? Yes. So you're doing better than a lot of agents out there, right? Yes. Or And you are have people you're doing better than and there's also people that are doing better than you, correct? Absolutely. So if we all accept that there's somebody doing better and there's something they're doing that we're not doing that if we did, that would make the biggest difference. Yes. The whole point of, that's why I let people, put people on stage because like if I got this one thing I'm doing that's crushing it, that's helping my business, wouldn't you want to know that? Because maybe it's something easy enough for you to implement in your business and it's the difference between where you're at today and getting to where you actually want to be. I love this. Okay, so an agent's watching this right now. They're like, I'm loving what you're doing. First step is check out the Facebook group, right? Yep, Facebook group. Make sure they like positive, incredible people. Yes. Come to the event. Come to the event. Okay, and I'm going to tell you guys, make certain to get yourself to the event. Not only am I going to be there, uh, you're going to have Kevin's going to be there, Fred's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, get some other, who else is going to be speaking? Uh, my buddy, Ben Kenny, who is probably the number one real estate agent in the entire world. Okay, he okay. Will, so he'll be there. There's going to be an opportunity for an everyday agent, new or existing, to be with one of the top agents in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Like, period. Period. He's making a lot of money, spends time with his family, gets yes. to whatever he wants to do. Does the guy really do a lot of real estate anymore? Like me, he's a business owner. Okay. He's an investor. He's yeah. going to stay looking for things. And then we'll have real estate agents that are literally, they're a one-person show, so to speak, but they're crushing it. Right? So there literally is all these different ways to succeed in real estate, We'll highlight many of them. Got it. Okay, so let's uh, let's quantify this whole thing here for just a second and make this all work. You truly are, uh, right now, you're living the way you really want to live. Yes. What is your next step, next phase of this? Um, my next, it's so funny you asked that because that is, what the, that is the thing I've been spending so much time on. I have this thing where I really enjoy where I'm at right now. It's, so it's been hard for me to imagine quote unquote, the next best thing. Cause it's you found your average. It's so good. Yes, yep. very much found my average. And the number one topic I've thought about for the, and even talked about with other people I trust over the last week is like, what does that next level look like for me? It's easy for me to go. I want to, I want to quadruple my income or yep. I want to 10 times my income yep. to me. That's like a lazy thought though. So that's why I'm not, that's why I don't have a, I don't have a good answer yet. I've literally, that's where I'm camping out is my next level for me is I know it includes more of what I'm doing at a, and impacting more agents at a higher level. I feel weird saying that without quantifying it though. And I just don't have a, so you don't have the answer, but you know what it is you're looking for. Yes. So you're throwing it out there to the world. I'm actively having conversations both with myself and people I trust like you and some friends to like literally work through that. We'll figure that off camera. We'll show the show in a couple of years. You'll have pulled off what it is you did. Yes. And we're going to figure out, figure out the formula for making that happen. So uh, I love this. And I want to, I want to just go back to one thing we said at the beginning and really help everybody with this yeah. one little idea. You mentioned the decision with your kids yeah. and your daughters basically not understanding why you didn't go back to work. Do you believe people need to work as hard as they're working long-term? I think that they need to work hard while they're working. The problem is they take up six or seven days out of the week because they're not being effective with the time they do give it. And if you were, Dan Sullivan's always says like something like if it takes you more than 200 days a year, you're not a very effective entrepreneur. Yeah. Just be effective in the time that you do have and be purposeful with the time that you do have. So if you know what your number one's, 
we had a mutual friend. I met him at your event. His name is Tommy Mello. You know Tommy. Yeah, of course. So Tommy and, I, Tommy and I had lunch last week, and we're just catching up. You know what my number one takeaway from him was? And you know how big his business has gotten. It's huge. It's huge. That guy is totally clear on wh- what he, what his most valuable thing to that company is. He is so damn clear on what he brings to that company and what he needs to do every day to make it go that he only focuses on those things. To me, that was like, to be able to see where his business has gone, I think I met him in like- You met him in 2017. 2017. At HIT. At HIT. He was was, not there then. No, he wasn't even close. But I knew, I was like, man, this guy's really smart. We just became buddies and we've stayed in touch the whole time. He's buying $100 million companies. Yeah. And the thing that stood out to me last week is I, I was like, this guy knows what moves the needle and what activities he's responsible for every day. And that's all he cares about. He does those things. And if people approach their job the same way, now I'm not saying they should do it for as many hours a day or as many days a week as Tommy does. I'm not here to say that. I'm just saying Tommy is so crystal clear on his activities that of course he's been so successful. And then so if everybody else would take that into their business and actually knew what their, what their things were, whatever their unique abilities are, whatever their top 20% is, they'd be so much happier and then they'd have that extra time for their family. So you're working on this constantly now, right? Constantly. So when someone comes to Next Level Agent Live, you're gonna radiate a version of this, they're gonna pick up some of this through osmosis. Absolutely. Which is a big piece of the puzzle. So Kevin, man, really appreciate having you having you on the I show today. It. Yeah. Uh, did we miss anything or we'll just do session two coming up soon? We'll just have to do session two. I'm sure we yeah. I'm sure we got everything and we could probably talk about fifty other topics now. We could us. we could we'll keep on going. We'll talk yeah. when they're uh, when they're not on here. So appreciate it. Uh, again, uh, Definitely check out what Kevin's up to. I will tell you, I don't, um, I do not promote anything other than people I've been around. I always make sure there's like a long runway. We've known each other for over a decade and I've watched what you've done. I've watched what's going on and watch how much you care. So if you're an agent, you're out there in the world and you want to learn, you want to grow and get incredible people, I'll be, spe- I'll be speaking at the event. I'll be there mixing, mingling with you guys. Get out there in December. It'd be an incredible event. Super excited about having you be there. Again, the website again is nlalive.com nlalive.com check it out check out that Facebook group and appreciate you brother yeah. so glad you're here thank so you so much here. well thanks for joining us for the Average Suck Show and the big question people ask is like Michael what is next and the answer is simple get Average Sucks my brand new book and the reason why I want you to have this is if there's things you want in your life and for some reason you've said to yourself why am I holding back why am I not getting what I want I know I'm capable of more this book answers all of that and more. So go to averagesucks.com. Check out all the other stuff on the page. Got a bunch of bonuses for you. Get the book, read the book, and most importantly, follow the instructions. They're very simple. You'll finish this little book in, uh, in a couple hours. Real easy to read, and it's going to start showing you how to get more of what you want in this world. So averagesucks.com, and catch us on the next Average Sucks show.